bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Bitch, the Chicago. Hello everyone, what is up? It is me, Ewan, and welcome to the first installment of Wheel of Dad Movies Shane Black Extravaganza. I have no Shane Black puns to put in this. Maybe it's like the Shane Black sled. It, Mary Shane-miss? The, I don't know. Anyway, we're talking about The Last Boy Scout today to kick off the festivities. And with me is Dan Greamer. Mary Shane-miss. Mary Shane, yeah. Yeah, I don't think think we're getting better than that. No, it's not happening. But yeah, we, um, I decided that for Christmas, um, we would celebrate the ultimate dad movie Christmas auteur, and that is Shane Black, who, of course, a lot of his movies, uh, tend to take place around the holidays, even if they don't have an explicit, like, Yuletide theme, I always kind of gravitate towards them around this time of year. I'm a complete hipster, even though I love Die Hard, I always go out of the way to be like, hey, Die Hard's a good Christmas movie. Die Hard 2's a great Christmas movie as well. But you know what? It doesn't go as hard as Lethal Weapon. <laughs> it does not. Lethal Weapon, an undersung Christmas movie. Exactly, exactly. We've All this Die Hard as a Christmas movie discourse is distracting from the truth. People aren't letting the truth into their lives that... That Lethal Weapon is the is the the action movie king. Uh, yeah, it's taken away from movies. like Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. First Blood is a Christmas movie. The, oh God, the, you got you got to look out <laughs> the Christmas trees in the background. No one's paying attention. <laughs> They're all too busy talking about Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd do the Last Boy Scout together, Dan, because this is a movie that I caught a few times, but I hadn't actually seen it in what must have been like seven or eight years since my last watch. Um, and I have the flu. I don't know if you could, if people <laughs> listening to this can can sense the bunged upness in my in my nose right now. But I'm pretty. You and is powering up. through for you people. Powering through. I'm probably going to be coughing like General Grievous at some point during this. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd do the Last Boy Scout because it's one that I'm not watched in a while and one I remember enjoying, but not like super super enjoying. So it kind of felt like that that quintessential dad movie offering where it would be on like late night on tv or whatever and your dad would be like hey let's watch the last boy scout it's great you know you like bruce willis this came out around about the die hard times it's a great time um and i put it on today uh off sick again and i loved it mate i i i fucking loved this movie i i did not expect to because there because it had been so long since i actually watched it there was so much that i just didn't remember and like was just experiencing again and oh my fucking god not only is it a beautiful movie like tony scott directs the hell out of this like oh, it for is sure yeah like obviously you know everyone knows the praises of, of of tony scott as a filmmaker um but visually speaking this is like up there with the best of them and it's so well directed and constructed um and of course with it being a shane black script you know it's super sharp super witty um has some great kind of like you know uh <laughs> uh found family disaster characters characterizations going on here um and great villains great action and the you know it's also a great noir i don't know if you like i was watching it i was like oh my god this is basically a noir movie like you know bruce willis yeah, playing you, like a private eye and then like he can kind of see conspiracy. yeah you can kind of see where he was going with like 
the, the later parts of his career whereas this is like a nice entryway like lethal weapon is more action focused and then this sort of steers towards where he then later on does like kiss kiss bang bang and the nice guys and stuff like that which are both also great movies this is kind of like yeah. a nice little blend of action and noir and a bit of comedy like the the this, i'd love the script in this movie so much it's insanely quotable. I think before we came on, we mentioned the um, we're being interrogated by the inventor of Scrabble or something. Yeah, that oh, wordplay where he's like exuberance. <laughs> <laughs> this that was that was. I said to you this this to you just before we recorded that when I mentioned on the witness episode. Oh, the no. What did we do last week? We did witness last week. Yeah, on the witness episode, I was like, this is the line I love so much. Like that was the line I was teasing because <laughs> that line makes me laugh so much. But this is yeah. like. We, this I kind of had a weird thought with this one where it's like, I think people kind of complain about humor in movies a lot now, in the sense that a lot of movies kind of have that like humor where the, the joke on Twitter is like something happens and then a character has to respond with, so that, that just, just happened. happened. <laughs> this uh, this he's is behind what, me, isn't he? <laughs> this is what those movies that do that aspire to be, because every single quip and every single zinger in this movie works so well like i watched the gray man a few months ago and that movie's just oh. chris evans banging off zingers and they're all terrible Perfectly, like, and this one to, just is so good like not to dunk not to not to debase our last boy scout discussions with 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 dunking on just you know <laughs> the russo's algorithmically generated <laughs> action netflix movie um but what a, what a fitting title for that film the gray man just being completely yeah. forgettable it's just like the gray man i was like what's that inspiring me whereas the last boy scout <laughs> like i i hear the last boy scout i'm like i'm no i know i'm having a good time here especially especially when it says produced by joel silver on the, on the oh the, the four words on the, on the, on the any man wants to hear exactly oh my god that's <laughs> i'm putting that on a shirt I'm i had that this on a thought shirt. yeah yeah like halfway yeah. through the movie i went like that was the exact words about it. I was like, the four words every man wants to hear in a movie is produced by Joel Silver. Because yeah. you know that movie was made inv- and it involves so much cocaine <laughs> as it was being <laughs> produced. Yes. And, you know, drugs drugs play an important part in this. I mean, like, the, the first... Fucking hell, the first five minutes in this movie are a complete fever dream. So I, I'm just going to say this is your last warning. Um, if you haven't seen The Last Boy Scout... Please do. You are missing out by not watching it. It's a gem of a film from Bruce Willis's golden age. Um, you've got, you know, Tony Scott, the peak of his powers, Shane Black coming off of, you know, Lethal Weapon. Um, it's a great time. I can't recommend it highly enough. So if you haven't seen if, it... If it helps, yeah. if it helps to anyone listening, if you haven't seen The Last Boy Scout, don't worry too much because I'm going to rattle off half the lines in the movie over the course of the next like hour or so. <laughs> so you you'll get like some kind of catch-up yeah totally but yeah so basically the movie revolves around a um private eye um played by bruce willis um jack hallenbrook is it hallenbrook joe 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 hallenbeck joe hallenbeck (laughs) completely (laughs) that one (laughs) i like jack hallenbrook better i'm (laughs) kind of yeah yeah Yeah, play playing joe hallenbeck who was a former secret service agent and now working as a private eye, basically kind of hitting rock bottom where he is at the minute. Um, the first time we see him in the film, he's he's taking a, a nap in his car, and these kids basically they throw like, like a dead chipmunk in into the <laughs> the window or something, and he pulls a gun, <laughs> pulls a gun on them. Um, that kid freaks out. 
Yeah, he's like a more mellowed out Riggs. Like he's not living on yeah. the edge. He's not got the um the, the the suicidal ideation or any like kind of death wish. But he you, is you know certainly he is? a mess of a man. <laughs> he is he is John McClane. Mm. If John McClane didn't reunite with his wife at the end of Die Hard. Oh, that's a very a that's a that's a very very good point. Um, <laughs> I Bruce Bruce Willis in the in like the nineties, especially because obviously his like later career kind of went a very weird way, and he was doing all these kind of director TV like really low budget, not great action movies. We all know why that is now, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's a sad, sad thing. Um, but at, in the nineties, I think there might have been very few people better in like the action circle, I guess you want to call it at playing the, like, past their prime, washed-up, like, cop or cop-adjacent character. Like, yeah. he looks like shit all the time, but also somehow looks great. Yeah, that's... He, it's, it's it's the... I don't know what you would call that. It's, like, the the, the Willis formula. <laughs> Just simultaneously <laughs> existing Bruce Willis in effect. a state of, of being crapped out, but also hot as shit. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's my, like, dream aesthetic. I look like shit, but also, like, people can't stop looking at me. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, he plays a private eye, um, and he's partnered with Damon Wins, who plays a former football star who was run out of the profession for a mixture of gambling and drug abuse. Uh, so we've got two protagonists here who have basically, you know, had glory days of their own, but are now both very much, you know, past their prime. Things have gone wrong, and... Uh, they're kind of resigned to their current situations in a way. Uh, and the film, before we get into kind of that breakdown of the cast, the way this film opens is you have this amazing, um, like, Friday Night Football intro song. I forget I forget who sings this. Um, I'm not sure. But it's, it's fucking great. But you have this great kind of production thing where it's like the lineup for the, for the game and then you've got all, like, the cast and the, the, the crew credits coming along. Um, and we're introduced to this um football star called Billy Cole um and it like the whistle blows for half time he goes back into the lockers and people are like hey Billy you got a call you got a call someone's on someone's on the line for you uh and he gets threatened and it's like you don't start scoring touchdowns uh maybe some kind of uh, accidents might happen to you you know you might be sleeping anything, with the fishes it might be you know it's, it's a big world anything can happen <laughs> it's not literally verbatim um but he gets threatened and then we see him take some drugs and he goes back onto the field and this entire scene is like it, it's it's like a torrential downpour it's beautifully shot it's so it's so miserable like it's such a good like um like juxtaposition that we have going on here you know like tony scott is a very maximalist filmmaker um and what we have here is like you have like all these kind of aspects of like iconography with like you know the the marching bands the um the cheerleaders the american football stars like all it's basically like it's like a nightmarish version of like a like a yeah it's a picturesque fantasy um and yeah billy um and and that applies like it plays out literally in the scene as well because billy you know you think he's going to make this heroic this heroic touchdown and win the game. Then he's like, he's bobbing, he's weaving, he's getting past all these dudes, and he's got one guy left in his sights. And what does he do? Pulls out a gun. Pulls out him. a gun. I forgot about this. I, I admittedly forgot about this opening. And when Insane. it happened, I was like, is this, is this a dream sequence? Like, I don't remember this. Because they, they, I don't, this is one of maybe the few negatives of the movie. They don't really address that part very much later on. About no, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how that bit tied into the eventual gambling conspiracy thing. 
Um, but maybe they were. I just, guess he that, was just, that was just like an individual bet, and they were. I guess it was just on. yeah, someone had made a bet, and he, they were like, "You have to win." It's, it's kind of like the whole like boxing, like you got to throw this fight because we mm. bet against you, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but he 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 <laughs> wastes his the opposition, kneecaps a few others, and then he headshots the, um, one guy. He yeah, wakes yeah, out yeah. and immediately headshots a guy. He's a football yeah. player, and then um, he just goes, "Life's a bitch" or something like that, and then uh, shoots Life's himself. A bitch. And that's and that's the opening, and immediately you you know what kind of a ride you're in for here. Like it's such an like visually, you know, narratively, it's such an arresting introduction. Uh, like I, yeah, I'm, you're I'm in struggling, away. I'm struggling to think of like better action movie intros. Like it's so so captivating. I think the rain, the rain adds so much to like opening scenes like that. Like the rock yeah. does it really well as well. When I was literally about to say, I feel like grave. you know, if we're talking about you know maximalist filmmakers like bay is obviously another yeah. one you, you feel like bay was heavily influenced by tony scott surely like you know they they, they shared so many different tropes um, yeah like tony scott makes this opening so lively but like kind of depressing at the same time because it's like this guy who's wrecked with anxiety who kills three of his teammates kills himself but there's like little parts of it when he's walking through the football field and it's pouring down with rain and there's fans everywhere the marching band's going off that you're still kind of going oh fuck yeah let's go <laughs> yeah exactly well it's it's it, that's what makes it like the, the visual element here you know i genuinely think the last boy scout is a fucking great noir movie like we talk about it like being like a great action movie the noir elements here are done excellently um you know like you know thematically speaking and visually speaking like obviously for it to be a proper noir ending you'd need a bummer of an like a proper noir film you'd need a bummer of an ending to, to tie it all back together but in terms of like the mystery the um the the visual juxtapositions that we have going on here you know the discrete the the, you know, the morally ambiguous characters um you know things being pretty shit and the idea of like you know la the city of angels hiding you know all of its grime beneath the veneer of like you know um like sunstruck seat uh like streets and stuff like that that's really cool and like i feel it does that very well and that opening like i said earlier with with that juxtaposition in between like ah oh, cool fun football game friday night football hell yeah here we go and then just oh yeah the the star quarterbacks just like just pop some slugs into a dude and now he's killed yeah. himself uh, the last boy scout baby <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah and then yeah. yeah immediate cuts of bruce willis asleep in his car it, it kind of yeah Go straight into it. It's um, it is is great. It's the the it it does a really good job of kind of being kind of having a really depressing kind of bunch of characters, but kind of being like a really fun movie at the same time the whole way through. Like I think the script really helps out. Like it's constantly rattling off fun lines. It's got really fun action sequences in it, but then the stories, like you say, the story is just a flat out noir story with this washed up detective and this washed up football player and they're so good together like they are they are so immaculately paired um like i just um i just i, I think i think damon waynes is, is fantastic in this i think like it's funny like did you did you ever watch the um <laughs> the, the lethal weapon tv show yeah good tv show yeah, I thought it was pretty decent as well. Um, I, I think I watched the two seasons before they got rid of Riggs, because then it got yeah. a bit weird to me, because they were like, they killed off Riggs. Sorry, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but they, oh, they killed off Riggs because of all that set drama. Yeah. yeah. And then Damon Wayans quit before it got cancelled, and so they were like, yeah. going to bring someone else in. I'm like, 
it's not lethal weapon if it's not Riggs and Murtagh yeah. like you got rid of Riggs yeah. you can't get rid of Murtagh as well you just made a generic cop show but I think until then yeah. it was a fun show yeah but it's like I, I feel like I've not seen a lot of Wayne's um, and he does action comedy spectacularly based on what he I've does. seen here and also in 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 the Lethal Weapon TV show, but yeah, <laughs> and it's because Damon Wayans to me when I was a kid was I didn't really see I, I must have been like twenty when I first saw Last Boy Scout. Damon Wayans to me was always um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show My Wife and Kids. No, never. So that was a sitcom that Damon Wayans used to be in that was on when I grew up. So I always knew him as Michael Kyle from My Wife and Kids, where he like mm. played the head of this household for four families and uh, four families four seasons. Um, and he, that was always him to me. And then weirdly sort of as I got older, when he came to do Lethal Weapon, as I was like in my mid twenties, that's when I started seeing stuff like the last Boy Scout. And, uh, he did, what was the one he did with Adam Sandler? Um, Bulletproof? I don't know. I... He did one with Adam Sandler, but he was the cop character and Adam Sandler was the guy who wasn't a cop who he teamed up with. I think it was called uh... Bulletproof. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I just think he's great in this. I think I think he's fantastic in this. They have a really good chemistry, which is interesting because I feel like um, did I read that they didn't get along? I'm trying to think, did I did they it, not get that? Along? Doesn't surprise me. Um, Having heard stuff about both of them on sets, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> it says here on uh, that Willis and Damon Wayans hated working with each other. That that uh, like so. the way he was on Lethal Weapon and the way Bruce Willis was on uh, Cop Out. It mm. kind of makes sense that they weren't gonna get on with yeah. each other, but you wouldn't yeah. know it. No, you wouldn't, because they, they're they're really good together. And I feel like there is the perfect for me. It never like the relationship never comes across as like disingenuous. And like obviously, you know, Black is famous for for doing these great partnerships. Like obviously, you know, Riggs and Murtaugh. That is one of the most sincere, believable, like brilliant, iconic duos that you're ever gonna get in an action movie. Um, and the fact he just busts another one out here, and like, but in the movie, you're like, I would like to see more of these guys investigating crimes and and doing cool shit yes. together because there, there's um a great kindred can like there's a great connection between them in terms of both having that that shared thing of we were we were once great, now we are not, but we're trying to do the right thing. Um, it's sad that we're fucking up. It's sad that, that Shane Black, apart from, like, obviously Lethal Weapon got three sequels in the TV series, but outside of that, no kind of Shane Black buddy cop detective pairing up story got a sequel. Like, there was where's no the Kiss, nice Kiss guy Bang sequel? Bang. There was, where's, where's the Nice Guys sequel? There should be eight Nice Guys movies by now, and I'm going to no. say that until the day I die. Because um, <laughs> he does such a good job at, like, pairing up two kind of misfit characters who are very different to each other and just giving them sort of great dialogue with each other. And it, it, it's... I, I don't know why people aren't giving him the money to just do whatever sequels to those movies he wants. And instead be like, no, come and direct the Predator movie that people don't really like. Which I've said in a previous podcast, I don't hate, but still. <laughs> exactly. Like, why, why put him on that? Like, just give him more nice guys. But yeah, the reason that, um, that Joe and... Um, is it, it's James... Jimmy Dix... Jimmy Jimmy Dix, James Jimmy Dix. Uh, the reason why they kind of meet up is because Joe's former PI partner um, transpires that you know he hands him a case at the beginning of the film. Uh, he later discovers that he's che- uh, his wife is cheating on him with his uh, with his partner um, well, with, a, with his former PI um, yeah associate. 
Uh, and then as he leaves, he gets blown up in a car bomb, you know, and um, this case that had been passed to him is connected to that. So, so old Joe goes into the city to basically look after Corey, um, who is an exotic dancer played by a very young Halle Berry in this. I always, it's always cool to see her in like 90s action. Yeah, I forget shit. she like, was in I watched Executive, I watched Executive Decision this week as well, and like she's great in that too. Um, and obviously, I think it was like this week, it was the 20th anniversary of Dying of the Day, which is ridiculous to yes. say, by the way, because I, re- I remember that music being Crazy. on that, the, the song for that being on the radio all the time when I was little. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, consider it's one of the worst Bond themes as well. Oh, Something that I don't so think bad. anyone will disagree with. No, no. offense, Madonna. No, um, it's very bad. <laughs> I, can I, I'm going to take a little aside just to say that do it. The sword fight and die another day rules, and I will stand <laughs> on that hill until the day I die. I don't care what you say about the rest of the movie. But now we I like can go back bit. to the last boy's scout. I love that whole fight, and I, I like the North Korean opening as well. But everything yeah, else good. is a bit is a bit bad. We'll probably it's, do a it's not Bond at some point, but I don't know which one. <laughs> oh, I think I I have my opinion on that, but I'll let I, I won't kind of steer uh, you too much. But yeah, he goes to um he goes to meet up with Corey in the uh, strip club, and they have this is where we get the first meeting between between Dix and Hollenbach, and it's it's so it, immediately there's kind of like I love the nihilism of um of of Joe's character here. Uh, he's just kind of like. He's, you know, Dix is asking him, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm nobody," <laughs> you know, and like um, that kind of like apparently bled in from Shane Black's like real life experiences. Like apparently, when he was writing this, he um, he just come out of a like a a long term relationship, and he's feeling pretty shit right. about himself. So he's channeling his kind of own his own nihilistic just can't be asked view at that world. point and in, into the character of Joe. And I I like how I like how even though that is the case, Joe the sadness and nihilism never becomes all consuming. Like he is a dick for most of this film. Um, <laughs> but I like, I like my noir leads that way. So even though he's a piece of shit, he, he comes through it at the other end. And I feel like there, there are aspects of that, you know, not to loop back and forth. There are aspects of the ending where it feels kind of a little bit like slightly kind of, you know, out of nowhere, but on the whole, you're just so happy that he's made that, that discovery. And like, he's come through it the other end with like, new friends yeah, yeah. and rediscovered relationships or whatever that it's just a partnership it's really great yeah he's i mean so basically he's kind of there's a there's a threat to the life of Corey, isn't there the, the halle berry character mm-hmm. and she's is she the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend of, of jimmy Dix? And uh girl, current girlfriend although current did girlfriend she, yeah oh he did oh, yes, on her yeah, in, yeah. The, in the openings in the first time we meet Dix. yeah there's a there's a whole the, the whole interaction behind them is great um where he's like trying to figure out why joe's just sat there staring at her and joe's like just kind of honest with him where he's like oh i've been just tired to keep an eye on her because someone might be hurting her but i don't really know who so i'm just sitting here and then there's a great line where jimmy dick says to some says to him something like you you couldn't guard a warm cup of piss and then Ooh. once they kind of kick off with each other a little bit he spills joe's drink and you just hear joe go oh no damn my i spilled cup my piss. cup of piss <laughs> <laughs> it's so good so there's so many good lines in this movie i just want to sit oh, here and God. say them all for an hour and like if you like you, you would think that after such a great introductory scene between them, that the movie would maybe struggle to keep up that momentum between them. But it is, it is another Riggs and Murtaugh. Like they are just both so infectiously like hilarious, and just they have a great back and forth. And it's not just like a, it's not the same dynamic at all. Like they're both the reason why they like kind of spark against each other in this is that because deep down, like they are basically the same character. 
but they are like in a way, so yeah. very 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 similar um, Fuck ups. you know per- like personality wise they might be a little bit different like you know like Dix is a, is more jovial um than Joe but Joe also is like cracking wise for the for most of the movie and and um getting some really funny fucking jokes and along the way they're, they're not um, a new Riggs and Murtaugh which is that's what like like you say that's the great yeah. thing he could Shane Black could have just repeated the same characters again with yeah. different skins and he doesn't he makes two new characters and pairs them together equally as well as Riggs and Murtaugh mm-hmm. but yeah after um, after this, this strip club encounter in strip club encounter <laughs> we um uh Joe gets taken outside he gets ambushed by um some men with guns including one man um, with a hilarious hat and a giant gun. Um, and <laughs> he's getting ready to execute him. And then Joe just starts <laughs> listing off all these, like, he's just, like, firing zinger after zinger after this guy. <laughs> and Why then, does it work, though? But it, it's so, like, that's, like, a so classic black to me. Like, it <laughs> just, oh, God, it's just so funny. Is like, this the I bit where wanna... he starts making, like, your mum so fat jokes? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, shouldn't be funny unless well, that so worn well, out. It's like, it's, great. Isn't it? It's like he's, like, talking about, like, how he's fucking his wife. <laughs> I like, got it. It's like, ah, oh, sure, you fucked my wife. Okay, okay. He's like, oh, yeah, like, what would she say to me if you fucked your wife? Oh, I said, my guy, my husband kind of dresses like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> And he starts laughing as well, yeah. and he just uses the opportunity to like glass him in the throat, and then just walk away. There's that that sharpness is like it's kind of I'm not saying it is. It's kind of Philip Marlowe esque. It's kind of Marlowe esque. But if Marlowe was like in the nineties and just in the line of cocaine with Joel Silver, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if Marlowe had just left a strip club immediately, yeah, uh, it's it's it works so well, and he. It, it goes straight into is it it's straight after this where it just goes into kind of a big shootout as well where yeah Jimmy yeah comes where out and they end up fighting the guys yeah so Corey um comes out the strip club with Jimmy and she's like where's Poochie where's Poochie where's Joe <laughs> um and Joe is obviously having his own difficulties right now so they they get off in their own car they they, they drive away um and they get separated at a traffic light uh, and then she gets she gets ambushed by more armed men who brutally execute her yeah and jimmy's pieces jimmy's trying to like get to them he can't and then good old joe shows up and i have to say as well big big plus the last boy scout for recognizing that two pistols are always cooler than one pistol yeah we get a 100%. lot of cool a lot of cool guns akimbo action with with bruce willis and this and if I, if I didn't think it would sound so it. weird in a podcast, I'd be applauding right now as you said this. <laughs> it's it's like it's not even the entrance of him to the movie, but it's the entrance of him to this shot where it's Bruce Willis running through yet again rain, just shooting two guns at the same time, looking the coolest anyone's ever looked on screen. Yeah, exactly. And like we should also clarify as well because this the reason you know the, the Last Boy Scout is a Christmas movie. There is like Christmas barely comes up in it. I think the two references we get are like there are some Christmas themed lights that we have at some scenes, and then um, his daughter, played by uh, Halloween Thorn trilogy legend Danielle Harris, yeah, um, <laughs> she's she's drew, drawn a picture of Satan Claus, and that's gotten her in trouble at school. <laughs> so this, this, yeah, this was enough to get us into the. Yeah, the Shane but that, season. But that what I want why I'm bringing up the Christmas point there is that that entire that entire sequence in the strip club and then on the streets themselves is gorgeously lit and shot. It's, and it's very yeah. Christmassy and like like and the action as well, like Tony Scott, like it 
it's beautiful like it's so it's everything i want in action like um the, you know the 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 great mixture of like you know slow-mo and then also like you know the all the squibs flying and um i don't, I don't want to like go back and forth and shit but there is a bit later on in the movie involving guns akimbo where <laughs> where it's it's even more funny it's even i'm not even talking i'm just nodding now. like no one who's yeah. listening is gonna see how much yeah. i'm agreeing but i'm just nodding furiously it, it's so <laughs> Dan nods it's, enthusiastically <laughs> <laughs> yeah get, put the audio descriptions on it's um it's so great compared to like i i just i, I love just getting to watch an old movie when nighttime looks good and it's so beautifully shot and like it should like it should be harder to see what's going on with the rain but it's not it just adds to the atmosphere and the lighting's great and you can see everything so clearly it's yeah i this is like the most i've been into this movie since i've i think it's like the third time i've seen it and i've never yeah i think i think it's my i think it's my third rewatch well third watch um and yeah like i was just i was completely gripped and it might just be because like i've I've gotten more into noir since, like, yeah. I first watched it as, like, a kid. Um, so I'm able to, like, really appreciate the noirisms of it all, you know, a little bit more. But on a base level as well, it's just fucking good cinema. It's really, really, like, it's it's so good. It's so good. But yeah, after <laughs> after we have that confrontation, um, Dix and Joe decide to do a little bit more investigating. And I love this bit as well. We can't keep going on like this, Dan. We can't keep going on like this where we're, we're going to do each scene. But I do need to highlight I this think one. we absolutely can. But... <laughs> but we do need to talk about the bit where um, he's like talked about how he needs to join Joe on his investigation. And he's like, oh, how are you going to bypass the security system, Dan? He's like, the security system? Yeah, I installed it myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to. Sur- do you know how to circumvent that? <laughs> he goes in, goes to the front door, just kicks it in. He's like, I circumvented it. <laughs> Yo, that's the security system. This, uh, I mean, we've not even talked. Like, there's the a really good scene with them, and because they get like stopped by the police once they kill those guys, mm. and then there's a whole sort of back and forth between them when they sort of Dix wants to team up, and he just he's pretty worse is just asking him questions about his leather trousers. It's uh, there's such a great bit of banter between them where he's like, Jimmy's like, oh well, I'll go off on my own and fix it. He goes, oh well, you know, I'll just find your dead body and steal your six hundred dollar leather trousers. Six hundred fifty dollars. Six fifty. Yeah, this is this is where they kind of the movie starts to take shape because it's where they they do kind of team up to figure out what's going on. They they go to is it do they go to Corey's house to find the, the uh, to find any evidence that she's got something like that. Yeah, it's it's Corey's. Yeah, they go there, and they find a, a tape of uh, a, a, a gangster called is it? Uh, it's Marconi. Marcone. I think it's um, yeah, it's Shel- Shelley Marcone who also Shelley owns the, um, the the Los Angeles Stallions. I believe so the name it's, is. It's him talking to a senator called Senator. I think it's Baynard. It's either Baynard or Maynard. Bad with names yes, today. Yes. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, um, I know. I'm. I'm. I mean, I've, I've got the flu. as my excuse. I don't know what you have. Yeah, yeah. No, just, oh my I'm god, just, dude! What? 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 I'm sorry. James Gandolfini is in this movie at some point. Yes, he is. What? I missed this again. I, I, I don't I, think he said it much. Yeah. I missed fucking Jesse Ventura and uh, in <laughs> Demolition Man, and yeah. I've, I've missed. I've missed James Gandolfini. Let's let's not go into the Demolition Man, Newman. It, uh, it almost no, it's. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> I, 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 what I take with one hand, I bring back the last Boy Scout. Yeah, you brought so... me a new love for the last Boy Scout, so I forgive you. Yeah, it's exactly. um, 
yeah, it's a it's it's a, a conversation between Marconi and Senator Baynard, who to not go too deep into it, they say that Senator Baynard uh, was the reason that Joe Hallenbeck got fired from the Secret Service because he saw him beating up a woman and beat the shit out of him, and then he w- w- wouldn't keep it quiet. So Baynard got him fired, and that's why Joe's all washed up, and he's kind of involved in this way of it's like a legal sports betting, isn't it? That they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to legalize sports gambling. I'm, I'm not familiar with with how gambling. I know gambling varies from state to state in the U.S. Obviously, you have Nevada, where it's all like you know. Um, yeah, this is like wash over my head. This kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think they're trying to like I think it's, they're trying to introduce a federal legalization of sports gambling, um, so that it would be legal across all of the United States, which is why. You know, you get Joe later on threatening to reveal this information to the mob because obviously the mob will make a lot of money from from illegal rackets yeah, and yeah, gambling. They'll lose a lot um, from this this scheme. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the villains overall? Because I feel like um, I feel I feel like the Marcone himself's a bit forgettable, but I do yeah. really love the the head that well the quote unquote heavy in this one. Um, that he's the, he's the yeah he's the best villain in the movie. Like I think the villains are the only kind of one of the only kind of weak parts of the story because Bane oh, is just kind have of... Scrabble Man, by the way. Scrabble, Scrabble Man, Man. Yeah. We, can't, we can't forget Scrabble Man. Bane is kind of just your typical kind of dodgy senator who doesn't get to be much more than that. Marcone's just kind of an over-the-top... Marco... You know who Marcone is? He's Fat Tony from The Simpsons. That's that's who he is. <laughs> no, he's no, he's he's the rich Texan. Oh, yeah, I, okay. Even better, even better. But yeah. he's, he's kind of a character. But the character of Milo is, is great because he's just this really evil slime ball who to do it again has one of has probably the second best line in the movie which is when the cop says to him is there a problem and he goes why yes officer there is a problem there's too many bullets in this gun <laughs> honestly if i was if i was on the other end of that i'd be like okay you can kill me that's fine i don't even want to press yeah. charges like that's you've you've owned me in this life and like in the afterlife i can't like there's nothing i can no, accept, like like, yeah. not, like that, right now on my that, tombstone please yeah exactly that is a great line. I love that line. That's incredible. Line. I could not. Yeah. I had to pause it. I was laughing so much because I totally <laughs> forgot about that line. Oh, man. But yeah, like, um, <laughs> we have this whole thing where as they're getting closer and closer to kind of uncovering this conspiracy um, and finding out what exactly Corey was involved in, it turns out that she was you know, blackmailing um, Marcone to try and get Dix's um, football career back on track. Um, and then they're trying to blackmail. Well, they're trying to. Their their plan was to bribe the senator to get gambling legalized, but now they're like, "Eh, it'll be cheaper just to kill him." Um, so as they're getting closer towards this, this unearthing this, they try and frame Joe because Joe's bad history with the senator is like, you know, he's a uh, he's a lot of bad blood. Given that you know he intervened when he was doing some very awful things in a in a bedroom. And he got him fired from the Secret Service. And he's been calling him angrily on his phone uh, in reprisal. And they're basically making him out to be the patsy for for killing the senator. Um, yeah, because he gets yeah. caught having killed a bunch of guys over the course of the movie, Joey. Like, yeah. It's caused so many crime scenes. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look that good doing it, I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> yeah, he gets away with it every time. So I'd just be just going out killing random people and just be like, yeah, just... You, you let me away with yeah, it every I mean, time. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna stop. You, I mean, look at him. He's great. He's, what what he's, his whole thing is. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like where where we currently are in the in in 
in the movie right now. Yeah, oh yeah, we we've had an excitable episode today. I feel like I'm I just think... I'm so hyped to talk about this with you. I was it's because gonna, like <laughs> it's because we just come off the movie. I finished it like an hour ago, so I'm yes. like fresh off it. I'm fresh off like I'm high on zingers. I've just done mm. a line of zingers, and I'm in a in a good mood. <laughs> it's yes. just made us excitable to talk about Last Boy Scout. So yes, right. I hope you're catching you should... up with us. Yeah, Joel so... Silver produces podcast. <laughs> oh, I wish he did. I wish he did. <laughs> oh man, imagine the amount of budget that would go on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd have had like a coke-related heart attack like twenty minutes ago. So <laughs> probably a good thing that he didn't. But yeah, I, I finally, I finally remember where we are now. So yeah, they're trying to frame Joe. Um, they throw dicks off like the interstate, which is where James Gandolfini's cameo is. Um, like, and then basically they bring him to the the trade off where they're gonna like um hand an explosive briefcase to the senator, um, and they try and they get they basically get Joe to do that, and then Dix discovers where they are, but Joe's daughter, played by Danielle Harris, also is tagging along for the ride with her um with her cat puppet. Is it a cat or is it a bear? Yeah, you've you've jumped ahead here. This is we've missed we? like a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. Oh, dude, right, well, I guess no. I guess to be I've fair, got, like, kind of... I've got the flu. My head's going. No, I mean, I'm just to be fair, you kind of haven't. I think the middle part of the movie really kind of sets up stuff mm-hmm. about the characters more. Because we talked about, like... I thought we were talking about the 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 bullet. The there's too many bullets in this gun thing. So that's when they. Yeah, abduct. that was my fault. That was my fault. Yeah. We we're talking about the villains. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, we were kind of up to like they they see they hear the tape. Um. The tape gets destroyed in the car because of Joe's cars. Fast forward. Oh my God. Don't fast the forward tape. the tape. <laughs> fast forward eats the fucking tape. Um, <laughs> and then it kind of just goes into like them getting stopped by the villains a few times. This is where they get cornered by those two guys who, who beat them up for the, for the briefcase and for the evidence that they've got. And then they have to go get more evidence. And then it, it, it sets up a lot of character stuff. Like there's the whole scene where um, J- Jimmy meets is it? It's Darian, uh, Joe's daughter, mm-hmm. who, and finds out that Joe like basically idolized him when he was playing football, and stopped watching that, after Jimmy that got fired. Scene, that entire, I love that scene so much. It's great. Like, I, I'm a I'm a big sucker for like new friendships in movies and like them being forged <laughs> slowly and like the cantankerous git like slowly being won over softening by... up. Yeah, yeah, uh, like them just sharing like a drink and like him having like all these like all terrible like family problems going on. Like you know, um, Jimmy like you know bears his soul to Joe about like his football career and what happened. You know the fact that his wife passed away and his his son who was you know was like born as a result of that tragedy was then you know only survived for like a few more hours or whatever and. It's yeah, really, really harrowing stuff, and talking about his drug addiction. He gets caught with drugs in the household, and and that great moment where you can see that Joe recognizes that he's in like a toxic, like he's got like his programming it's set right now. So when he sees the drugs being like him, like Jimmy get ready to use drugs, he goes into fucking asshole mode, and then you know is completely like just being a dick to him, and then as he kicks him out. Um, I forget what Jimmy says, but it's something like, you know, you're a, like a real asshole or something like that. I can't remember. I forget the yeah, line. Yeah, he says something like that. And then the, the Darian tells him about how he was like such a big fan of Jimmy's. And he says a line like, uh, oh, really? Does does your dad punch all his heroes? Yeah. But before that, he says something to, to Joe. And then 
after he leaves the room, Joe is like, yeah, that's true, or something like that. Like, yeah, I am an asshole, or something. I yeah, forget I what the line is, but it's something but like it, that. Yeah, him, yeah. him realizing his own, his own, you know, bad behavior. That's a really good pivotal scene in the movie. It's it, it, it's it, yes, yeah, I think that's what the movie does a really good job of. It doesn't kind of, it kind of takes the time to build up their partnership, their new partnership, their new friendship. Um, and, and splits them off into kind of their own thing, and they're both kind of investigating and um, introduces Joe's daughter and shows the problems he's having with her before it kind of builds up to that kind of finale, like where you run about. Um, they, it, I think it just helps so much that Bruce Willis and Tim Wayans are just both so good in this. <laughs> they are. I can't believe. I refuse to believe they hated each other filming this. I can't. Yeah, they. I, can't. I don't know. They channeled that energy into a really good kind of like. Uh, I don't know, kind of partnership, kind of rivalry, I guess you you could call it. Mm. Um, I feel like we're missing some kind of like scenes in the middle, like some kind of plot points. No, I, I feel like we've, we've, we've covered lines. we've covered the conspiracy. They discovered that you know that it's all about legalized gambling um, and you know the intimidation of the senator and kidnapping and, and all that sort of thing. Like it's that's that's pretty much the basic crux of the plot. You know, it's not it's not that deep. Overall. Yeah, I mean, it basically, fine. like you say, it, it boils over to as they get to the third act, Joe being kind of framed for for murder, and um, they're going to kill uh, kill the senator to kind of leak. You know, I don't know. I'm ranting. I'm rambling a bit. We need to talk about Rep, please, because they're so well done. They're so well done. So we have that whole sequence where they um, they they're having the handoff with the senator. And and Dick shows up, and 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 so does Joe's daughter, and she has the the puppet, and she's there like basically like, hey, here's the puppet, <laughs> dad, please. Well, she doesn't she doesn't reveal that that, that Joe is a dad. She's just a random kid that the, yeah, the mobsters yeah, yeah. aren't stopping at the minute. Um, and she's like, use the puppet, wink, wink. So he's like, oh, okay, realizing that there is in fact a gun inside the puppet. And he starts doing off more jokes. It's like, hey, why did Milo cross the road? Because he had his dick stuck in the chicken. His dick was stuck in the chicken. <laughs> all, all I, them I bet start... this is the first pussy you guys have seen in ages. Yeah, and I love it because he goes in on that one guy <laughs> just being like, ah, look at this guy. Man, that's... <laughs> and then he shoots him first as well. Like, he's not even got a gun trained on him. He just really went in on that one guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's cool because he's kind of been kidnapped and then kills these guys and it leads into two separate car chases both of which are really really entertaining um, and really well shot as well mm. I, I miss the error of exploding cars we don't get enough mm. exploding cars in movies nowadays yeah no the um the the action here is so frenetic like again like gotta praise scott's direction like it's just so good we get more guns kimbo action with joe um and the final sequence where you know it transpires that <laughs> that They've they've kidnapped um, his daughter again, so they go back to the stadium to try and rescue her and you know stop the assassination all at the same time. Uh, and at this point, they've all they've also established that they've got like these special shotgun rounds that are called like um, shredders. Is it shredders? Yes. Yeah. 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 Th- yeah. I think it's shredders. Something um, like that. And uh, basically, they're there like fucking like poor jimmy gets his hand shot off by like um by marcone or gets a big hole in his hand um and 
<laughs> that then a shootout basically ensues from that. We have that great thing because he throws one of the, the shredder pellets into the fireplace, which causes a massive explosion. And this might be one of my favorite shots in the movie, where it ignites that dude on fire, and it just lands on the camera, just stays on this flaming corpse that has been riddled with bullets. And then um, Joe's like going to town on them with the shotgun as well. It's just so it's cinema it's so good <laughs> the movies yeah it, it the really, movies we reached really out first the, the movies reference in this episode <laughs> it's um yeah and it's i think it, it kind of sounds like we're, we've gone off the rails in, in terms of how that's basically the last it, boy scout baby it is exactly it kind of fits the the energy of the movie and i think the best thing to do is to watch watch the movie and then come and listen to this because you'll know exactly what we're on about the whole time I'm hoping all the serious so people excitable. left in the, in the first five minutes. That's what I yeah, thought I would do. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping they turn it off and they went, yeah, I'm gonna, it's time to watch The Last Boy Scout. Then I'm going to listen to these two guys talk about it. They know the value I, of a recommendation. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think they'll they'll know why we're, we're so... I don't know. I just feel like we've been extra energetic this episode. <laughs> and I think it's so good because it's that, so, yeah, so good. We're coming off the this high is, of the movie. This is like... All, what you, all anyone needs to know about the movies is if you watch... And the movies, and then you 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 record the most incoherent, stupid podcast after it. Then the movies done a good job. Exactly, <laughs> and like I have so much fun talking about movies like this, like more than any kind of serious Oscar season movie. Loads of which I st- I love, but it, it, this this kind of stuff to me will always be the the most fun to talk about. Just. I can just happily just sit and just remember one-liners and just say them back and be happy. Maybe that's sad. I don't know. Maybe, that's fine. That, maybe that's no, the no, worst that's way a, to talk about that's movies. That's acceptable. That's how yeah, most... It's, that's, I, that's I enjoy the, it. That's the essence of, of the dad movie vibe. Just coming back to like, oh, wasn't it cool when he did that? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> line. Sometimes line. you just <laughs> need a movie where you sit and watch it and every like 15 minutes you just think, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is so much fun. And I and like in the yeah. stresses of everyday life you need that. Exactly. And like again, even though we are being completely incoherent right now, um I will say as well that, that even though it is definitely a fun at the movies, the movies kind of movie, um it has a lot of substance to it as well. It's generally well crafted. Um I cannot rate it highly enough. I've like, Yeah, we've genuinely great piece of cinema. We've gone mad about it, but it's really well shot it's really well written the action sequences are great the performances are great it's sad that we never got some form of sequel because um, <laughs> i would have watched 10 more of these um, <laughs> so yeah it's i think we both would just highly highly recommend checking out this movie and various other as ewan calls them bangers that tony yeah. stark tony stark tony stark, tony stark. Very, various uh bangers that tony scott has put out um <laughs> I mean, Shane Black did do Iron Man I mean, Man I guess 3, Iron Man is, 3, the best is, Iron Man. I would agree. It absolutely is the best Iron Man. I'll yeah. fight anyone who says it. I will join. We, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll stand yeah. there in the rain with our jewel-wielded pistols Children, and take on Daniel anyone Freeman. who doesn't believe Children, Children Iron Man 3 did not Iron appreciate Man. Iron Man 3. Or cinematic appreciators, such as ourselves, did. <laughs> I, Iron Man 3 is... Uh, it's, it's, I, it's one of my favourite Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, we need, to, we need to talk about the actual insane, insane final sequence here. Because yes. 
we get to um and it, it's it, it's like every single action sequence in this movie one-ups the other there's not a single one that happens and you're like ah oh, that wasn't as good as the previous one like the sense of escalation and momentum and scale is constantly being upped and it's so gratifying each time so basically they after after wasting the guys in um in the office room in this like kind of like executive lounge area of the the city stadium um, they go out into the football field where uh, Milo is trying to, he's, he's got his, his sniper rifle trained on the senator, or getting ready to be trained on the senator, um, and Joe's, like, gonna go around to try and, like, get him, while Jimmy's gonna try and, um, you know, alert everyone and try and get him to move. Yeah, he's gonna ride a horse and, across the stadium. Classic plan. And we ha- well, that's the thing. There's an earlier conversation that they have, isn't there, where he talks about him like he's saying, like, a, a, a he's like, are all the brothers riding horses now, or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> it's like, where's your hat and stuff? And then we get the bit at the end where he is riding a horse, and he like steals the uh, the football off one of the players, and as as Milo is lining up his shot, Jimmy throws the football, and it hits the senator in the face. And also takes the bullet, <laughs> saving, yeah, yeah. saving his life. And it's, it's kind of a so callback cool. to the start of the movie when Jimmy's at a party with the other fo- some of the football oh. players. Oh, I love that scene, by the and way. And one well, guy, so one satisfying. just absolute slime ball is trying to get yeah. this... Um, I don't he's know if he's trying to sexually a, assault someone. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like shoving underwater and Jimmy throws a football at this guy, hits him in the face. You're right, it's incredibly satisfying. And then says something like, I had the best arm in the league when I was playing. And he proves it again by throwing a football at a senator's face. Yeah, and it's it's great. And then at that point, Joe descends onto the um, like the the lighting, um, like the floodlights where where Milo is, and they start. No, a little no fight. one says this. No one said. I'm going to interrupt you for a sec. No, go and do it. Is one one of the best places I think a fight scene might be able to take place is like the walkways above a sports stadium. Yes, yes. I was thinking of the Jean-Claude Van Damme one. What is sudden it? Is death. it, is it uh, yeah. sudden... No, it's not sudden. What is it It called? is sudden death. No, it's absolutely sudden, sudden death. death. Yeah, sudden death. Yeah. yeah, featuring the slowest helicopter crash of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a great helicopter moment in this as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, Joe's having his confrontation um, with Milo, um, and we have that great bit where he uses the gun like a like a baseball bat and he's wailing on him Milo gets great catch. one Milo throws a gun at him and he catches yeah. it perfectly. Milo gets one good stab in um, and, and this entire like it's 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 a gorgeous spectacle like we've got like all yeah. the lights going off we've got the the crowd underneath we've got the helicopter kind of flying it's really around really cool practical like lighting exploding and stuff as Joe yeah. kind of at one point gets and flung get... off the walkway yeah yeah and we get that call back to where he's like I told you if you touch me again I would kill you um and he like punches him a little bit more and then he ducks and the police officers shoot milo uh who then falls down (laughs) and the helicopter needlessly needlessly but delightfully intercepts his falls that he gets shot by the yes yeah there's a great um there's an absolutely great bit in a movie Um, i'm gonna just call back to another movie for a sec there's a charles bronson movie from 1975 I think it's 1975, called Breakout. Mm. And the plot is basically, Charles Bronson is a helicopter pilot who's hired by this woman to break her husband, Robert Duvall, out of prison. And this is a spoiler for the movie, but it's not really that long of a movie. Basically, at the end of the movie, Charles Bronson is having a fight with a guy on an airport runway, and a plane is coming, and Bronson ducks out the way, and 
it cuts away as the propeller is about to hit the bad guy, like Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark style is about to hit this guy. And you just think it's going to do a blood splatter over Branson or over the floor. And then, no, it just cuts straight back to a guy just getting shredded by an airplane propeller. I saw that incredible. clip go viral. I saw that clip I saw yeah. that clip on Twitter, like, the other month. And that sounds amazing. I didn't realize in, the foul was in it as well. It's yeah, funny. yeah, he's, yeah. It, like, in my whole life, like, during the first lockdown, I got really into Charles Branson movies. Um, There's a lot to I, look at. I'm going to say this. You and we have to talk Charles Branson properly at one oh, point. Oh, absolutely. Branson was, the guy. Bron- Bronson was a well my dad liked Bronson so absolutely Bronson's, should do some Bronson's Bronson. great I got in a huge Bronson Bronson and Charlton Heston kick I got in over the course of lockdown <laughs> one year and um, that was like one moment where it was like a top 10 moment in my life where I was like <laughs> clapping and cheering at what was happening on the screen I laughed I cried <laughs> I cheered I so, yeah, I'm sorry my to... fist I'm sorry to sort of cut to that, but it made me think of it when he like fell and hit the airplane propellers. I just kept thinking of that scene from Breakout. <laughs> oh man, okay, that's a good point though. All-time best propeller deaths in a movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's Raiders. Raiders. I mean, I like I, think it's those I like two. I like Die Hard twos. I like uh, the 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 jet turbine death in that one in Die Hard. 2. Yeah, that's I mean, there's a cool sort of helicopter-related scene in Cliffhanger, I guess, but there's no air, mm. there's no propeller death. Yeah. The propellers are in the mountain in that one. But yeah, to go back to, to helicopter back to this uh away from this this tangent. <laughs> um you know, we the bad guy bites it, they uh they discover that the case that they switched the 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 mobster has taken is actually the bomb. So he goes back to open it in his nice little his nice little Beverly Hills mansion and he opens it up and then boof and they all laugh. Everyone's yeah. laughing. It's like Everyone a massive explosion. It. Like ha, 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 ha. the the whole like stadium. Like even those horrible things happen where someone's just tried to kill a senator. The dancing. And, and, uh, the, 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 yeah, I, I have not forgotten about the jig. Oh my god! Because but the there's jig a great bit where thing. it's like he, all the people in the stadium are like clapping and cheering for for the fact that the good guys have won. Like they should kind of be disturbed at what's just happened, but they all they all fucking love it. And then yeah. you have, because there's a callback earlier in the movie where Bruce Willis says, if I survive this case, I'm going to dance a jig. And you have a great shot of like a silhouette Bruce Willis oh, dancing a jig on the walkway. It's beautiful. It's, so great. it's one of the most gorgeously lit and creative shots I've ever seen in It's, it's my favourite part of the whole movie, is Bruce Willis just oh, stood on a walkway dancing a shitty little jig. Doing his little, doing his little dad dance. It's beautiful. That is it's such a great moment. <laughs> because it kind of does come out it it kind of does go a little bit out of nowhere, but it fits perfectly, and I just love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. This movie is beautiful. I love this movie. It's incredibly well shot. It's 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 for because I think with an action movie like this, you can kind of you could kind of get away with not shooting them as well if the action is. I mean, the stuff outside the action, like as long as you got well shot action and you got good lines and stuff in the nineties action movie, sometimes they're not always that well shot. This one, they just make every scene pop. And the lighting's really well done, and, and the it, it's yeah. classic Scott. Like everything is marinated, everything's excitable. Like it's um, it's just brilliant. And that final yeah. scene kind of um, it, it encapsulates the, the genius of the movie. Um, it's it's all it's all brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think you know we, the the only other thing to touch on here is is the the last the kind of epilogue that we get where they're back kind of as a family unit. You know. Um, Joe's forgiven his wife for her infidelities, um, and 
his daughter is now being a little bit more respectful to old man Joe. Um, <laughs> and and Jimmy's now around and being taught the the PI games. They're going into business yeah, with each other. And partners. It's just a fun, nice little ending. I just, I, I like it. Like, it's just I, it's, nice it's little... Bruce Willis gets, sort of yeah. teaching Damon Wayans how to do zingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's not like, you can't just do it back in the day. Now, if you're going to hit a guy with a surfboard, you've got to say, surf, surf. <laughs> you, think, you think this is the most times the word zingers has been used in one podcast? <laughs> Maybe. I should have ordered a zinger. <laughs> so we z- should have eaten zinger burgers. Zinger count sponsored by the KFC Zinger. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's the perfect word for it. And usually I say that word in a negative way. And now this this movie, I like love how much they do it because they do it so well. And I've said that 50 times, but I'm going to say it 50 more. Yeah. Yeah, you know you know what, Dan? Of the course of... Of the course of talking through the last boy scout with you um i gave this i gave this a four star oh he's up in the rating, rating. i can't really want to it's so fucking good but I, like it's so good it's so good it's so clever it's so genius it's brilliant <laughs> i had such a great time i think i think maybe the pacing lags a little bit in like yeah. the second act but bar that like it is. this is two episodes brilliant. in a row where you've upped your rating mid podcast yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, Three, because I, I think you said it about Witness too. I did. I, 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 you know, what? I'm just so fickle. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> we're just. Ewan's increasing his own love for for action movies. This is this is the beauty the of the movies. pod. Beauty of the pod. That's the beauty of the come, pod. As a guy who loves dad movies, and I can come out of an episode loving them even more. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's, that's the whole point of it all. That's that's the, that's the ticket it. right there. That's the ticket. <laughs> but yeah, that was. I think. It's it's just a really fun movie, and if if you're still with you and I after our uh, coked up rants, then yeah, like, um, <laughs> Joe, I'm glad you're here. Habit yeah. cat puppet. <laughs> I hope I hope you're clapping and cheering at all our all our love of the zingers as much as we did at the zingers. Yes, defo. Um, any more closing thoughts, Dan, or have we have we fully eked every? Every bit of uh, bloody cat out of the the football. <laughs> I think my closing thoughts are simple: the last Boy Scout rules. Please watch it. Also, the nice guys rules. Please also watch that because I the amount of people I've talked to who haven't seen the nice guys um, saddens me because it's a fantastic movie and features one of the funniest moments to me in all of cinema, which is oh. Ryan Gosling punching that window. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate i um, am i was joke i was i watched the nice guys during my um i was writing my dissertation up which is heavily about like richard nixon stuff and i was yeah. like i watched it on like i was like close to finishing it up and i was very sleep deprived um <laughs> and the bit when richard nixon's ghost is in the pool with him and he's like shaking his <laughs> fist I was like, oh my god, this is the manifestation of my dissertation coming to haunt me. Chucky <laughs> a... Dick's gonna come and get me. <laughs> There's a good chance we stop recording this podcast and I immediately go and watch The Nice Guys, I'll be honest. Do it. Great time. But yeah, <laughs> I think this I think this was a successful start, the Shane Black season. Mary yeah. Shane. Um, Mary Shaneus, uh don't forget to leave out your milk and cigarettes for Shane Black this year. Yep, yep. And also be sure to lock up all your predator because you don't want him to do one, another one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your toilet for bombs. All you know. Oh yes, all, all the yeah. classic Shane Black stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's. I'm excited to listen to more of Shane Black season from you. I think it's a yeah, good, it's a good, good to... shout for the month of December. I hope, 
I hope that we're all as rambling and as incoherent and as lovely and pure and wholesome. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we want. Is this? I think this is our like most energetic episode yet, which I, I keep. I'm kind of repeating myself a lot today, but it just shows how enthusiastic this movie made us to talk about. It's like, a testament to Shane so Black's brilliance. It, it is. Uh, every time I leave a Shane Black movie, I'm giddy as hell. Um, and Last Boy Scout is proof of that. But yeah, this has been the We Love Dad Movies podcast. A quick shout out to our patrons before we head off. Thank you to George Jackson, who pledged this month at the Clemenza special tier. Thank you so much, George. Thomas Mulgrew, Shaka, and Josh Brown. Thank you all for your support. It really does mean the world. And I hope you will uh, continue to enjoy all the Shane Black goodness we have coming up for the rest of December. Uh, I think the next episode is going to be on Lethal Weapon, which is like on my Mount Rushmore of action movies. I nice. cannot wait to talk about that one. Uh, and then after that, I think we've got the, the Long Kiss Goodnight, which I'm very much looking forward to because you've not seen that one, have you, Dan? I haven't seen that one, no. Yeah, well, it's a good one. You could do it yeah. enjoy it. I'm gonna make you enjoy it. If we can, if, <laughs> if if Long Kiss, I think Long Kiss Goodnight can carry the last Boy Scout energy. I really do. Oh shit, really that's do. a that's a big statement, mate. It has so many great villain one liners. In fact, it has my favorite villain one liner in a Shane Black movie. Okay, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that one. <laughs> good, good. But yeah. Um, before we go, remember you can follow uh, the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast on twitter at twitter.com forward slash wheel of dad movies you can catch me on twitter as well at you and ruins things and instagram as well if you're no longer on the musk website which is totally understandable dan where can they find you uh, also on twitter at dan greamer 92 g-r-i-m-a uh, i'm on letterboxd at dan greamer and i'm not really using it but if twitter does go to hell i've signed up to hive which is also dan greamer 92 just because that seems to be where some people are migrating to. We just need to start our own uh, Last Boy Scout themed yeah. social media platform. That's what we need to do. Yeah, we'll yeah. just call it like that Dad Talk or something like that. Mm. Yeah, but it's like specifically about the Last Boy Scout. Like, oh, just about like, the Last Boy Scout. Yeah, just about the Last Boy Scout. Just, yeah, yeah. All, uh, yeah I, I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every, I can't think every, of a funny of, enough name. And too many saying tweet. other people's zingers. I can't it's, come up with any of my own. Instead of tweets, it'll be zingers. That's what we'll do. <laughs> tweets will be zingers. And then I will get the honorary title of Scrabble Man, which is what that yes. guy is yeah, officially yeah, yeah. credited as in the Scrabble. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, what a what a what a what a movie. Yeah, what a movie. Anyway, see you all. Bye. Bye. Oh man, I love the last Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs>